every time that God speaks to us, he speaks to quiet the storm, not to bring rage to it. Hi, my name is Tomiwa and you're welcome to this podcast titled Divine Awakening. Yes, it is the season to wake up. I'm so excited to go on this journey with you where we get to awaken to the wonderful realities we have in Christ Jesus. I pray that you remain blessed as you listen. Thank you. Hello everyone, I'm excited to have you here again. For the second episode of this podcast, Divine Awakening. If this is your first time, then I welcome you. But if this is your second time, then <laughs> we're not family. So you're welcome once again. It's, I'm so excited to have you here. I really appreciate all your comments from the first episode, all your testimonies, everything that you sent in. I was really blessed. In fact, many of you showed me different things in the Bible passages that I read. That's why I said this is a journey journey where we grow together i'm so glad to learn from you and don't hesitate to do the same for this episode we're going to be talking about something very interesting for me this is very interesting learning these things and getting to grow in it together with you so i hope it's the same experience for you too all right so let's dive in today we're going to be talking about inward voice last week or last two weeks as this um, podcast is bi-weekly for now last two weeks we spoke about inward witness and we talked about how that is just the knowing in your spirit you just know that something is going to happen you just have this really strong knowing in your spirit that something is going to happen or go or this is what you're meant to be doing now this is actually not a knowing the inward voice is a voice so the Holy Spirit has a voice and we're going to be talking about examples in the Bible. And we're going to see that the Holy Spirit actually has a voice. He actually speaks. The problem is we're not always listening. We're not always tuning our ears to listen to what he's saying. So, you know, just preparing for this podcast, it was quite interesting to see the line to which the Holy Spirit was taking me through. And he started talking to me about love. And I was like, hmm, we're supposed to be talking about hearing God's voice and inward voice. I don't know why it's starting with love but honestly it just blew my mind when the holy spirit was explaining to me that if you could open the father's heart and catch a glimpse of his love for you then you would understand how much it means to him to speak to you i'm going to take that again if you could open the father's heart and catch a glimpse of how much his love is for you then you would understand how much it means for him to speak to you think of a lover if you've ever been in a relationship or if you are in one now or you know if you're married whatever the case is someone that you truly love or even think of family members or where let's use a love for this example like how long or you can put it in the comments if you want to but what's the longest amount of days you've stayed without any form of communication just sit in that and think about it now think about that kind of love and that cannot be compared to the kind of love that God has for you. Think of that person that you claim to love so much. I want you to double the love, triple it, multiply it by a hundred. Now imagine a love that is so massive like that and somebody loves someone so much like that. And you can't go two days without talking to them. Imagine God who loves that much. That's to show you his heart of how much he wants to speak to you. You know, I was talking to someone recently this week and the person said something to me. Communication fosters relationship. And I know that's 
we hear that a lot. I had to sit in that reality and I was like, that is very true. That is very true. So we're establishing the fact that that level of communication where he can actually speak to you, where he can actually speak with his voice is an expression of his love for you. That is just amazing. So the inward witness is not the inward voice. Neither is the inward voice, the inward witness. We've already established that difference. Another difference is the inward voice is not just your conscience. We've heard a lot of people say, well, it's the voice of your conscience. Um, there's a little truth to that. And it's not the whole truth. Because we'd see in scripture, because I don't just want to tell you what I feel and what I think. So we're going to actually talk about stories in the Bible. And we'll see that we can't just put the inward voice just on the conscience of man. Yes, it is a part of it. But it is not just your conscience. We see here that the inward voice is not just the still small voice. It is part of it, but sometimes it's an authoritative voice. So then the question, what is now the inward voice? We've talked about what it's not. So what is the inward voice? Simply put, it is the voice of the Holy Spirit. It is the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has a voice. The inward voice is the voice of the Holy Spirit. I hope that is as simple as it gets. So think of the Holy Spirit, he has a voice. Why it's called inward is because it is inside of you. Last time in the podcast, in the episode one, we established how the Spirit of God lives inside of us. We established how because the greater one lives inside of us, he lives in us through his Spirit. And we're saying now that that Spirit has a voice. So it means that when that Spirit is speaking, it's from inward because it is inward. It's not outside of you, right? Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. He is in you and that is why it is the inward voice. I hope that explains this very well. So let's dive into the examples we're talking about. A very popular example that we always hear about when we talk about the inward voice is the example of Elijah. We know in 1 Kings 19 from verse 11 to 13, 1 Kings 19 from verse 11 to 13, I'm just going to read it through. So this was Elijah when he was that he was at a time in his life where he was feeling really down and he was just really confused about so much and he was crying out to God and verse 11 starts. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the, earth, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a gentle whisper. Then Elijah heard it. He pulled his cloak over his face and went out, stood at the mount of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? This example, first of all, establishes to us that the inward voice is not just the voice of your conscience. That didn't sound like the voice of Elijah's conscience speaking. But we do see another version explain to us that he heard a gentle whisper. Some other versions say a still small voice. So we can understand that, yes, it could come in that form. Another thing that we see from this example is that every time that God speaks to us, he speaks to quiet the storm, not to bring rage to it. 
he speaks to quiet the storm and not to bring rage to it. I don't know if someone listening to this podcast is asking, well, if you're saying inward voice, I do hear so many voices. So how do I even know which is the voice of God? Well, this from this example of Elijah, this is just a good tip to see that there was the earthquake, there was the fire, there were so many things making noise all around. And we understand the quiet gentleness of the Holy Spirit, the, that, that nature of him. And that was shown in this example of Elijah here in the way that everything else was making noise but when God spoke he spoke to quiet those things and everything everything went quiet this just reminds me of when Jesus was on the boat probably unrelated but when Jesus was on the boat and the storm was raging and when he spoke everything kept quiet so when God speaks he speaks to quiet the storm not to bring rage to it God doesn't speak to you to bring fear to bring more confusion what am I going to do all of that another thing that we see here apart from the fact that we've established that okay it can't just be the voice of the conscience it is the voice of the holy spirit speaking we see because it said god said to him and we know that because god is dwelling in us through the holy spirit it's the same way that we're talking about the holy spirit speaking another thing that i really love in this example is the fact that when god speaks it automatically produces a response in us i really love this because I was just thinking about when God speaks to us, when people say they have heard God's voice and it almost looks as if nothing is changed or there's no response. And we're going to see from the other stories that every time that a man got to a place in the presence of God where they truly heard God's voice, there was a response that was born out of their spirit and that response was not pre-planned. That's why in worship, you hear some songs that just speak to your spirit. That is God speaking to you. You hear some songs that just say, I will restore you and next thing, your heart just leaps. You're on the floor. That is the response that is born. That is the response that is born out of you because of the presence of God and because of the word that has been sent to you. So that's just another tip because towards the end of this podcast, we're going to tackle the big question of how do I know it is God speaking? So it would be nice if you stay with me in this journey as we get towards the final end for this series of hearing the voice of God, where we'll be tackling questions about how do we know it's God's voice. But in this example, we can see here that a response was born out of Elijah. There was the earthquake and there was a fire and Elijah was still looking and he was probably still standing. But immediately the voice of God came, even though it was a gentle whisper. What Elijah did, the Bible says, in verse 13 immediately when he heard it he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave immediately an, an act of worship an act of wow this is too much to behold like an act of reverence to god was was born out of him and it was automatic it wasn't something that was pre-planned so we see here that it's not just the voice of the content and this is just a good example to help us capture a scenario of God speaking to us because he has been speaking throughout this podcast by the help of the Holy Spirit. The main goal is to help us as Christians to walk in a relationship with God whereby we understand how much he wants to commune with us and see that he has actually been communing with us but because we don't even understand what it means for him to speak to us but we'll just simply say and something told me or and something said this well no that is your father 
trying to have a deeper relationship with you, seeking to have a deeper walk with you. And there's no deeper walk with God or else you get to the point where you actually hear him for yourself, where he can instruct you on things to do, where you are walking in divine instructions and divine will for your life because only the manufacturer understands the real purpose of the product and God in this scenario is the manufacturer and only him understands the real the real purpose that you were created for and so if you can't hear him if you can't get to that place where you're walking with him in a deep way of knowing this is what my father wants me to be doing per time for the storms for the times where you feel down that comfort from him then life would just be pretty hard and Christianity would just be hard and we would be struggling and we would join the crowd that make it look like God is a wicked God. But this divine awakening has come to wake us all up to see that, yes, there are lots of dimensions to walk with God that we need to wake up to. Amen. So this second example is about Paul and Barnabas in Acts chapter 13, verse 1 to 3. I'm only going to talk about verse 2. We don't know why they were praying. We don't know why they were fasting. But we do know that when they were doing that, then the Holy Spirit spoke. So like we've said over and over, the Holy Spirit has a voice. And that voice, he speaks exactly, he speaks. Verse 2, it says, while they were worshipping, the Holy Spirit said you can't say something if you don't have a voice while they were worshiping the holy spirit said set apart for me barnabas and saul and i don't know if someone listening to this is like oh, what if the said wasn't really uh, meant to be said what if the holy spirit hinted to them or showed or showed a light or something you know some people like to think that the bible doesn't mean what it said i remember this story kenna hagen said i'm sorry i'm it seems like i'm diverting but i just feel that to the audience listening to this, some questions will be popping in your heart and I just want the Holy Spirit to help me to be answering them as we go on so you can fully grasp everything that God wants you to grasp as you listen. Alright, so back to the example, Kenneth Hagin was talking about this man who was having devotion with his daughter and each time they read a verse about, you know, God and stuff and the, the father would say, well, that's not what God meant and that's not what Jesus meant and that's not what Jesus meant. And so the little girl asked him one day, she's like, dad, why didn't Jesus just say what he meant instead of giving us this whole Bible of things he didn't mean? And that was pretty funny, but Thinking about it, that's how a lot of us read the Bible. We're like, oh, that's not what it meant. The Bible says you are healed. And you're like, oh, maybe that's not what it meant. Maybe it means only for some diseases. No, you are truly healed. But back to what we're talking about, Paul and Barnabas. So the Holy Spirit said, right? The Holy Spirit said. The Holy Spirit has a voice and he said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands in the, on them and they set them off. Remember what I was talking about, about when you hear the voice of God, a response is born out of you. The Holy Spirit had already said, separate for me Barnabas and Saul. But in verse 3, it goes on to say, and when they fasted and prayed some more, 
it's like what are you fasting again for when you've had the holy spirit speak to you already like can't you stop the prayer already but that's what i'm talking about about when you hear the voice of god an automatic response is born out of your spirit for them it was a longing to pray more a longing to spend more time in the presence of god a longing to to fast more the fasting didn't even end it was like hearing the voice of god even made it more intense for them that they wanted to spend more time in the presence of god and it was after that response that they even decided to now say okay paul and barnabas and then they prayed for them and then they sent them off on their way that's how strong it could come and some other times it's just so subtle in your spirit so still in your spirit over and over that just like in this example of paul and barnabas that the holy spirit spoke the holy spirit said and we know that this was the voice of the holy spirit and in this dispensation we know that god lives inside of us through his holy spirit god's spirit is in us and that spirit has a voice and it speaks the last example we're going to look at is acts chapter 8 verse 29 the example of philip acts chapter 8 verse 29 it says the holy spirit said to philip go over and walk along beside that carriage so this was the holy spirit speaking to philip said go go along and walk beside that carriage these examples show us that the inward voice is not just a voice of our conscience it is part of it they are all branches to which the holy spirit will speak to us so he could use he could speak through our conscience he could speak through the authoritative voice you know whatever form but it is still the voice of the holy spirit speaking to us so i hope these examples have been able to give us more light to what the inward voice looks like one second thing that i just want to mention here i don't know if there's anyone who is wondering and thinking this is too far we're saying the holy spirit has a voice and that voice is speaking inside of me well how do i even know that i have the holy spirit inside of me yes you do if you are born again you're a child of god and you have the holy spirit living inside of you i'll read second corinthians 6 16 when we read it from nlt he said the temple of the living god he called us the temple of the living god and then he said just as god said i will dwell in them and walk among them i will dwell in them this is not a case of oh it doesn't mean what was written there mm -mm. <laughs> he means it or the bible means it or god meant it fully no mistakes i would dwell in them i would dwell in them over and over we see god reminding us and i don't know why he keeps stressing on this but maybe it's so that we can catch the light that we were never born to be normal in court normal like the world you carry something that is so massive you carry the spirit of the creator of the universe you carry the spirit of the god who knows everything who is beyond and above everything and that spirit speaks to you that spirit has brought itself to a place where it can community that to dwell to dwell means to abide in a place to dwell doesn't mean you come in and you leave right it means imagine you make your house you set up your living room you set up your bedroom imagine that is what the holy spirit has done inside of you he dwells inside of you he dwells inside of you so I just want us to catch that understanding so that when we're speaking about all these truths, don't lose out of it saying, well, me like this, am I even sure what the Holy Spirit wants to live inside? Are you born again? Are you a child of God? If you are, then my brother and my, my sister, you carry something that's so powerful. 
but until you allow that spirit to begin to walk in you like never before until you give room for that spirit to express life through you then it would always remain dormant remember potential and kinetic energy it would always remain in potential form until you allow the Holy Spirit to walk in you and you begin to experience the gifts of the Holy Spirit and all those things that come with it. But yes, just a reminder that all these things we are talking about are for you because you are born again. The Holy Spirit has a voice and he'll keep speaking to you. The question is, are we listening? One example that I'm just going to give of Kenneth Hagen, I thought that was like pretty amazing when I heard the example because I was like, wow, I don't know if there's anyone listening to this podcast and your question is, well, I don't know, but I do hear voices. Like sometimes you hear a voice, you're like, is this in my head? Is this in my spirit? In the example, Kenahigan was someone who suffered from a deadly disease for months in his life. And God gave him a revelation of what healing is meant to be and how the Bible says in Mark 11, 24, and how God said, if we ask for anything, believing that we have received. And he was able to key into that anointing. And it was it's such a wonderful story. You should actually read up on him if you have never heard anything about him. But anyway, after he got healed from that sickness, he walked into his room one day and he heard a voice. And the voice was talking to him about it is time for him to die now and about how he was healed because so that he can have time to say goodbye to his family and he knelt down and started praying of course that sounded like the voice of god the voice even quoted the bible my sisters and brothers everyone knows the bible we have seen that in temptation of jesus right sometimes we hear voices in our heads i keep saying head because the holy spirit would not speak to you through your head it speaks to you through your spirit We've seen that in the book of Proverbs, we said the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, right? So that's where the communication happens. It cannot be in our head. It has nothing to do with our intellect. It has nothing to do with our minds and processing things. It is from your spirit. And I think we can pretty much tell when something is in your head and when something is coming from within you, like from inside of you, right? So back to the example of Kenneth Hagin. The voice of quoted scripture and said, for it is appointed to, to man to live and to die you know you know you know spoke and all of that and he started praying because he really thought this was god speaking to him and speaking to him about death and everything and when he was praying a still small voice came up from his spirit and the voice said with long life i will satisfy you the voice came out from his spirit and he said with long life i will satisfy you but he was paying more attention to that voice that was loud in the room and everything. This is to give us an example of how the enemy can also come camouflaged in voices too. And we think, oh wow, this is the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to me. It's so loud. It's so authoritative. Please take you from the example of of Elijah there was the earthquake there was the fire and everything God would not speak to bring fear he doesn't speak to add rage to the storm he speaks to quiet the storm and just as Kinevigi was in that whole storm just like Elijah of hearing how he's going to die and how God only gave him a second chance so he can say goodbye to his family and when he heard that voice in his spirit telling him with long life I will satisfy you 
He knew that this had to be the word of God. But because that other voice was so overshadowing, it was so loud, and it was so magnificent, it came with so much power, you think like, oh yes, God is a king. That's how he should probably speak and everything. The Holy Spirit had to give him grace to actually understand. And then when he checked and he understood what the word of God was, he had to quiet that voice and he cast it away. And it was the voice of the devil. When you resist him, he will flee. So guess what? He resisted that voice and that voice stopped. And the Holy Spirit was able to speak freely to him. And he lived a long, fruitful life. We are reaping from the books he wrote, the things he did, the miracles he did, the revivals that happened. So we see here that that's an example. I don't know if you've ever had a situation like that. But like we've said, God never speaks to outrage the storm. He speaks to quiet the storm. For Kenahagin, in that experience for him, it came as more of like a still small voice. Someone explained to me the difference with sometimes when God would speak in the still small voice and would speak in the more authoritative voice. Sometimes you'd look around and be like, am I the only person in this room? Because it would be so, so strong, but you're hearing it from within. And I just want to throw out to you that all the time that we hear the voice of God, we hear it with the spiritual ears because every leading of God and every time that God speaks to us, it's a supernatural experience. It may look regular in quotes with the things we refer to as regular and how we think of supernatural but every single time that god leads us and every single time that god speaks to us it is supernatural and so like we're explaining a difference and this is from the experiences of people who have gone ahead of me and have spoken to them and they've been able to help me to get more, much more light about this. And one of my spiritual fathers was explaining this to me and he said and said a lot of times, especially in his own in his own personal life, a lot of times when God has spoken in the still small voice it's been more of guidance that's when we can say your conscience like mm, you shouldn't have done it this way like mm, you can do it better or don't you think you shouldn't go out this way or you shouldn't but when it's a more authoritative voice it's usually been times for instructions in fact according to him it would happen only twice in his life and those were two major decisions that he had to make in his life two major decisions that shaped a huge chunk of his destiny and so for me too i can also see that trend in my life too but either way like we've said the voice of the spirit is still the voice of the spirit because it's a gentle whisper or an authoritative voice it doesn't chain the impact like we've said a response is born out of you there are many times maybe just on my bed and god just said something and next thing you're already like so emotional because you have heard that the voice of your father speak to you and another thing that we see is that every time that we hear the voice of god we get an opportunity to see into his heart for us even if it's an instruction even if it's reprimanding even if it's it's a call whatever it is we get to see the heart of the Father for us. And that is why it is important that we hear him speak continually. It means you are continually gazing and looking at the heart of the Father for you. I really hope that this episode has helped you to understand what the inward voice is. And just as I said I'll be doing, we'll talk about practical ways. At the end of listening to this podcast, I'd like you to just pray. 
We can't force God and say, God, you must speak to me in the inward witness today. Or God, you must speak to me in the inward voice. Or else, I'm not going to stop this prayer. Or, or else, you must speak to me in a dream. Or else, I'm not serving you. <laughs> you know, all those things that people tell God. We can't force him and say how we want him to speak to him. But we do know that he always leads and he always speaks. So I want you to just pray and I want you to just open up your heart to God. Show him your desire to hear him. Show him your desire to be led by him. And I promise you that God will speak to you in whatever way he will, but he will speak. Because we've established that because of his love for you, because of how much his heart yearns for you, because of how much he loves you, he's always desiring to speak to you. I know some of these things I've mentioned here today, the truth is... Some of these things are better experienced than taught. And that's why I, I, I do my best to give the practical thing at the end of each episode where you can go in to press on with God. Like we've said, every time you hear the word of God, it's supposed to bring out a response out of you. Let that response be prayer. Don't just listen to this podcast and say, mm, nice podcast. Oh, we thank God for <laughs> we thank God for our life or something. But the goal is to bring out a response in you where you actually get on your knees and pray to God. And you actually say, God, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear you speak to me or in whatever way that he will lead you. I want to commune with you. The problem is never that God is not speaking. Because he's always speaking, then the problem has to be on our side. We're not receiving. We're not listening. We're not quieting our spirits enough to hear from him. Like Elijah's story and like Kenna Higgins' example, so many voices, we've allowed so many voices to speak over what God truly wants to say to us. And because the Holy Spirit is gentle, he won't barge into your life, force you to say, oh, you must listen to me and shake you up. But I want you to just press on in the place of prayer and quiet your spirit. Sometimes it's not even physical noises. Sometimes there are our own decisions. We come to pray to God about what we should do, but deep in our hearts, we already know the one we want to do. And so that already serves as, just like in Elijah's case, that serves as already an earthquake that is so loud. Because we will always hear that voice of what we want to do louder than even whatever God may say to us sometimes. And those things may be our fears. But I just want you to get to a place and quiet your spirit and just say, God, I truly want to hear from you with a sincere heart. And our Father will speak to you just as he always does. Thank you for staying with me to the very end of this episode. I'm expecting to see your comments, your questions, your testimonies, and your suggestions. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends and your families. Thank you and remain blessed.